up, Fantasy Fam? Here we are yet again. We have taken a few week hiatus from the NFL season, and now we are ready to start on the MLB season. It is now February 27th. We are a little more than a month away from the start of the MLB season. We're ready to kind of get you in the mood, get you in the flow. Your draft's coming up soon, and it's we have a lot to cover in a month. A ton. But more than anything, I am so excited to be back. We've been off for a few weeks, and I am ready to get you prepared alongside my two wonderful cousins for your MLB drafts. Oh, yeah. Spring training. What up, what up? Love it. Yeah, it's spring training already. That's what's oh incredible Oh, my God. It's, it's amazing. I'm getting updates on my phone about, like, oh games. God. It's amazing. And it's guys like, that I'm not even going to see in a couple months that are playing yeah, right what's, now. What's crazy <laughs> is that I, I, I forget that even, like, in, like, game one or two, like, your stars are still playing. Like, they actually play in the first few games. Yeah. You would think they'd, like, take a few games to kind of, you know, work back into it, but, hey, whatever. They're playing. It's baseball. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. There's a nice crossover. Uh, Russell Wilson, you know, joining the New York Yankees. I love it. Motivation, oh, yeah. inspiration. Pain, pain I hate it. I it's hate it champ- so much. It's a championship mentality right there. It's rubbing off on everybody. I like it. It's like Tebow playing for the Mets. Anyway. That's very different. Who, who they, who's good at sports and one isn't. Who's <laughs> some that they predict that he may make it to the majors. Okay. Predict, oh, versus, predict versus what our management says are very different things because they, they might say that for to sell jerseys or to get sell tickets, but there's no way that's happening. Hey, any, anything for the Mets right now. He Whatever. tripped over a sprinkler in the outfield and made news. <laughs> that, that's disgusting. Good for him. <laughs> any news is good news, right? Anyway. What is it? So this... <laughs> This first episode is more of a warm-up. It's kind of just to get the juices flowing. We're going to talk about 2017 year in review. We're going to go through the highlights, some of the biggest players. And then we're going to, we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of the trades and free agency moves that have gone down over the past few months. Some that might be very impactful. Some that might be a little bit... We're not really sure if they're going to make an impact. Uh, but a lot to cover, so let's jump right into the 2017 season. Um as we all know, the Houston Astros winning their first ever World Series championship. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, you, you beat they beat your Yankees hey, in the A. In a very I, tough fashion, they played some incredible series to win that. <laughs> yeah, and they deserve they deserved it one hundred percent. And their uh, their star player winning the AL MVP, uh, Jose Altuve having a career year. I mean, no one really saw the types of numbers he thought, you know, we didn't think he was going to put those types of numbers, but what an incredible season capped off with a World Series win. He should have won it last year, the year before. He's, he might win it every year. <laughs> Probably. He's, he's, un- he's unreal and he's five feet tall. <laughs> well, he looks five feet. He's like five five. But That's, yeah, sure. that's tiny. And then we'll move over to the National League, who Giancarlo Stanton, who we will talk about in a little bit, um, took home the MVP of the National League for the Florida, oh, Florida Marlins, for the Miami Marlins. Um, another, I mean, unbelievable year. He's, he's, he found a way to stay healthy and hit 50-plus home runs. So you guys are pretty excited for that. Yeah. yeah welcome unbelievable. To, unbelievable. Welcome Such protection in that lineup. It's going to be yeah, we, will, we will talk about that later on. Uh, Cy Young, another, uh, another great category. No surprises really here. I mean, Not MVP really. wasn't much of a surprise either. But Cy Young, I mean, Corey Kluber and Max Scherzer taking home the Cy Young Award for the Indians and the Nationals. I mean, two teams made the playoffs. Scherzer's third, third of all time. That's pretty wow. awesome. That's pretty incredible, actually. That's really incredible. And it's what? With multiple teams, too? Yeah, it's two Which teams. You want it with, not, uh, not, many, not many pitchers can do that. With the Tigers, I believe? But that means he won it in the AL and in the NL. And in the NL, exactly. It's pretty awesome. Pretty and Kluber, I mean, the guy dominated. 
as he should. Yeah, Kluber to me is Altuve. Basically, I think Kluber could actually win it almost every year. He has that kind of filthy stuff. Hopefully, he doesn't but, have it here like two years ago, though. <laughs> what can he do in the playoffs? True. True. I'm sorry, but Clayton Kershaw's won a Cy Young. I don't. I don't really care what he does in the playoffs. If he wins the Cy Young, he wins the Cy Young. He's a great pitcher, but he might not be the greatest playoff pitcher. It's like well, that's he, like Joe Flacco from years. That's like Joe Flacco from years ago. Who cares how he wins games? But he won a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, Andy Andy Pettit over here. He's a good a good you know regular season pitcher, but a very good. You give me great someone great in the postseason, yeah. exactly. So it's it. Hey, the spectrum is huge. Uh, but congratulations to both of them on their Cy Young wins. Um, and what? So the biggest thing is the top scorers at each position. So, you know, some of the guys that, you know, finished at the number one at their position and how important they were to your fantasy team. So I guess depending on your league, uh, the number one catcher was Gary Sanchez and then very closely right behind Buster Posey, as it should have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't – I think maybe Buster might have finished ahead of Gary in some leagues depending on your formats, but I'm pretty sure Gary Sanchez was the number one. Uh, back to form, first base, Joey Votto with a monster year. I'm almost positive he was the number one. Paul he, he was Goldschmidt. the number one player. Yeah. He was yeah. the number one player in fantasy, yeah. actually. No, uh, no actually, I'm going to get to who, who the number one oh, player was. Depend- okay. I guess depending on your format, but the league that yeah. we, we all were in last year, um, I'll, get, I'll get to him in a second. But uh, you would think it would be Altuve, actually, with his numbers that he put up. Obviously, he's the number one second baseman. Not I me, mean, no surprise there. Uh, third is uh, Arenado. Then, no then very close by Jose Ramirez. And then after that, I actually looked at the points, and it is, it was not even close for the next guys after that. It was just who's next after that? Chris Bryant. I I believe so. It could have been Chris yeah. Bryant, and it wasn't yeah. even that close at yeah. all. But if they, if Bryant actually stayed healthy, he could have. He definitely could have competed for the top. Um, but uh, well, uh, shortstop uh, Francisco Lindor by a landslide. By a landslide. No surprise once Got again. Destroyed everybody else in that ranking. Um, but the number one in the league that we were in was who do you think? Who do you guys think? Outfielder. Well, Giancarlo Stanton. I mean, is a is a potential. No, I think it was. Was it one of those guys from uh, Colorado? Charlie, oh, Charlie, Black- Charlie, Charlie Blackman. Blackman. Yeah. Charlie Blackman was the number one fantasy guy in the league that we were in. He was unreal. He had over 30, what? And he didn't even steal. He usually steals a lot of bases, and he only had like 14 stolen bases. Yeah, we will. I will give you a snippet here, but when we get to our rankings and player rankings for outfield and for overall rankings, Charlie Blackman is definitely in my top five. Oh, hands down. And and it is, like you said, Giancarlo hit 59 home runs and 132 RBIs, and he wasn't even the number one outfielder. That's, that's kinda, pretty good. That's crazy. That's pretty uh, awesome. Starting pitchers, it was pretty close between Kluber, Chris Sale, and Max Scherzer, right. obviously. Uh, all all of them had over 260 strikeouts. That's Chris Sale with 308. That is that's unreal. It's like he's at, it's literally like he's striking everyone out. Randy <laughs> Johnson esque. Every single batter he's facing, and then Kershaw was number four, and I'm only saying this because he was 60 points behind those three. The number three, Scherzer, he was 60 points behind. That's a that's a pretty big gap. And he still had a very good year. Exactly. I mean, he had a very good... He still good, finished 18 and four. Exactly. I mean, three point... Uh, what do you have? A 2.3 ERA. So... No. Just to show okay. you, though, that it's like... 
that much of a gap between the top three and then number four. Like, well, he did miss. He I did think. exactly he had like five or six less starts than some of those top guys. But yeah, then it's also out, like you yeah. got like Robbie Ray or you know like a guy like that who who yeah, was still far up. behind. You know, it's just crazy to show the dominance of Kluber, Sale, and Scherzer. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And then. Yeah. And then this, the closers, I was actually quite surprised at uh, how how far ahead um, Jansen and Kimbrell were. Top two. Kimbrell, I mean, they both had incredible years. But then another interesting thing I saw was that Corey Kniebel was oh, – he finished third, but he didn't even play the whole season. He what? He came in maybe a month and a half. Yeah, was he wasn't it? a he wasn't original uh, closer for them. No, not at all. And def, he came in. He ended up with 39 saves, 126 strikeouts, and 76 innings. He's that's basically like striking this. out two guys every time he he goes out there. That's, yeah, it's like it's he's striking out like one and a half, almost one and three quarters that's, batters per per uh, inning. Unreal. That's and unbelievable. Can you imagine like what he's going to do this year? And I, I have him ranked very high this year, especially with a great, great offense. Now the fact yeah. that you added so many pieces that we will get to in a matter of a few exactly. Minutes. So those but, are all of your top scores at every position. I thought oh. twenty seventeen was a pretty it was a pretty solid year. I mean, we saw a lot of home runs, is what we we love seeing as fantasy owners and as baseball fans. It's nice to see home runs. It's nice to see RBIs. It's nice to see some smaller you know market teams kind of making a push, like Colorado, for example, a team that we kind of hoped would do so a few years ago. They finally put all the pieces together, made the playoffs this past year. So it's you know I thought twenty seventeen was a pretty sweet year. I mean you know not not overly crazy, but I. I enjoyed it. My Mets were absolutely god awful, and I still enjoyed it. So, I mean, it's going to happen for a while for for you. Hey, leave, you know, it's not going to be a while. They're going to make the playoffs this year. Wild Ooh, card. You heard it. Wild. You heard well, it the here. Pitchers, the pitchers can stay healthy. They could have one of the best rotations in the game, or the worst. Or the yeah. <laughs> Good lord. I think something that I that I noticed last year that, that has been a trend, obviously in baseball more so than football, is that. Some of these guys that you were just talking about, like e- e- Evil Knievel over here, somebody's not even on your radar going into the season. There's so many players in baseball that you just have to watch games and monitor like what's going on because people are going to get hurt all the time and somebody's got to fill in that spot. So just play the waiver wire. It's, it's huge. I picked him up. Literally, the, the moment the closer went down, boom. I was on the free agency picking up Knievel. And that'll be something we talk about in the next episode is these these prospects and these these young studs. Maybe they're big-time prospects. Maybe they are nobodies. But these are guys that you're going to have to watch for. You're going to have to play the waiver wire, and you're going to have to, you know, make that decision if it's worth spending your fab dollars on if that's the type of league you have. Um, and you, as you see, it's something like a relief pitching standpoint. There's not a lot of great relief pitchers in baseball. So if you can get your hands on someone on the waiver wire that's going to get you 20 to 25 saves, you know, that's pretty solid. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, it happens It happens every year. There's going to be a closer. Exactly. Right. There are plenty, or they get traded. You know, someone like Cincinnati, for example, where Rysel Iglesias, I think he's a very good closer, but there's also a very good chance that they could trade him. True. Because he has a lot of value. So who True. steps into his, it's things like that. Exactly. Who steps into their place. Anyway. Who's up, who's up next? So... So following the 2017 baseball season, we now move into the, the the winter months, the winter meetings, and we see a lot of trades go down. We see a lot of free agency acquisitions happen. 
So we'll start with some trades. My my personal favorite trade, sorry guys, I know yours will be the next one, but my personal favorite trade was Christian Yelich to the Milwaukee Brewers. And you, here's my spiel for this one. Christian Yelich is a very, very good baseball player. And he now goes to a team with a better ballpark for hitting home runs, and he goes to a better manager for stealing bases. And Christian Yelich does both of those things pretty well. He's a very good contact hitter, but he also has some pop. He can go work. He can go play outfield for Craig Council, and Craig Council loves to run. So I, I might be spitballing here. I might be overly ambitious. I see this as a great thing for Christian Yelich and for fantasy owners alike because I'm saying that he will finish as a 25-25 guy this year, home runs and stolen bases, and he could push 30-30. But, but I, I might, I'm going to move on to the next one. The next one is the most important one to talk about, obviously, and that is Giancarlo Stanton getting moved to the New York Yankees for absolutely nothing. nothing. Granted, they took on his <laughs> And if you know if all bottoms out and he gets injured, then they're on the hook for two hundred sixty-five million dollars, and you know have to fill that position. But hey, the, great player. The Yankees hey. don't mind spending money. Well, and the best part is about all this, guys. If you're listening, if you follow, if you follow the news at all or sports, which I mean, it sounds like you might, that they're going to be under the luxury tax. As of now, they're going to be under the luxury tax for mm-hmm. the first time in what? How many years? And you reset, so they're going to be paying absolutely nothing. Which is insane. Revenue sharing, obviously, they're going to still be just letting yeah. cash fly to the small market teams. But this came out of nowhere for me, honestly. I think I passed out before the news hit the night before, and I woke up literally and thought it was like a joke. But somebody here. like created a fake like roto update, and yeah. I was reading this, laughing hysterically as I'm making breakfast. I'm like, are you kidding me? This just happened? It's it's insane. It's insane. The the, the way the cashman has been stacking our farm system to to what you guys mentioned, like. We basically didn't give up anything. I mean, you never know what what could happen. Some of those guys could grow up to be all stars, everyday players, right. whatever. But I mean, right now to throw that guy in the lineup in between Sanchez and Judge, all in their prime or not even reaching their prime yet, small bar, small ballpark. I am incredibly excited. I already got tickets to a game in April. I'm going to stand in the outfield and just catch home runs. Seventy, home, seventy home runs. <laughs> The new For all three of all three of them combined? New murderers uh-huh. row. It's a new murderers row. That's what it is. It's gonna be yeah. unreal. Well, if all of them stay healthy, they all have in- they're all injury prone. That's the problem. Uh, well, Aaron Judge is battling injury right now. Giancarlo Stanton misses a lot of time most seasons besides last. Gary Sanchez has had his share of injuries too. In it's his first the Yankees. Season. I think they'll be uh, able to use him. Speaking as a pessimist here. We have depth. I'm speaking as a pessimist, but hey, it is what it is. Um, another another great trade this offseason to a very good team was Marcel Ozuna to the Cardinals. Um, I mean, this guy just completely tore it apart last year. Over 35 home runs, over 100 RBIs. Do you think that going to St. Louis helps him? Do you think he stays the same? Do you think he takes a step back? I mean, I'm going to say he stays the same. I think he is my, my underdog uh, sleeper pick to win MVP of the National League this year. I think Marcelo Zuna has all the tools except for stealing bases. He can't steal bases. I don't know why he. I thought he would be fast, but he's a good outfielder too. He's a very good outfielder, yeah. and I think he is. I think he is a 35 home run guy. If he could do that in Miami, he can do that in St. Louis. He is a 35 to 40 home run guy with 110 RBI. Uh, I, I just. I think he's a very good player. On a, now, he's going to be on a very good team. On a good team, exactly. A well coached team. Sorry. A better, a better coached team than than the than the Marlins, by oh. far. Sorry, so sorry, there's, there's no, yeah, I know, right? Sorry, but there's, 
There's no doubt in my mind. I, I could see him getting close to 40 home runs because they just have good, solid hitters on the Cardinals. Like, you're not going to get, like, many 40 home runs. I mean, with, you know, like like you did, like, with Pujols back in the day. But I, I think I think the coaching staff is, oh, my God, they're probably so pleased they got a hitter like him now. Yeah. I would, I mean, I would be. Uh, next one is Garrett Cole to the Houston Astros, making the, the World Series champs even better in their rotation, adding Justin Verlander before the trade deadline last year and now adding another very potentially very good pitcher in Garrett Cole. Um, do you think this helps his stock? I mean, there's not a lot of pressure because he's no longer expected to be the ace of the staff, but he has struggled. Uh, the last few seasons, he's definitely not putting up the numbers that he did early on in his career. I don't know if he's fatigued, if he's battling an injury, if it got to him mentally. I don't know, but um, it, it helps that he's going to a team that just came off the World Series victory without the pressure, right, of being the ace. But he's going to have to show me in the games. Yeah, I mean, I think he has a 15, 16 plus win potential again. He put him up, you know, a few years ago with Pittsburgh when they were you know, contending. Look at the but lineup that he has. I think, yeah, him. exactly. All he needs to do, yeah, all he needs to do is go six, five, six innings. You know, let up three or four runs, and he's going to win. Even if he I, has a four ERA, who cares? You're when you're one through nine are all capable the, of putting up twenty home runs and eighty RBIs. Exactly, I think you're fine. They're going to be averaging seven point seven runs a game anyway, so. <laughs> Um, so two players now going to San Francisco, going to the Bay Area, one from Pittsburgh and one from Tampa. And that is Andrew McCutcheon and Evan Longoria, two past All-Stars going to San Francisco. I'm not really sure. I mean, these are two guys who are on their other side of their careers. I mean, they've both had very good years in the past, McCutcheon winning an MVP. But you're going to a very pitcher-friendly park uh, in San Francisco. Do, do you think, I mean, I personally, I'm saying they stay the same in terms of value. I, I don't see their value rising just because they're on a better team now. I see their value kind of staying stagnant just because of the park situation. You still have to play half your games in San Francisco. True. Right. I he mean, did. I mean, Longoria, he, he's the guy's, the guy's a workhorse. He really doesn't miss any games. And last year was a very down year. He only hit 20 home runs last year. That's it. Good <laughs> Lord. Yeah. I mean, for Longoria, that's not that good. And like you said, it's more of a pitcher's park than it is a hitter's park. It's just, I, I kind of, I have to agree with you actually. I think, it, but it changes scenery. You know, two new guys, old. You know, they've been yeah. around for a while. They can maybe like try to pick themselves up. Yeah, I mean Barry Bonds at seventy three, so I you guess know, they can, they they might be able to do something. I mean, those that, two combined park. are the size of Barry Bonds when he was <laughs> juicing. So true. <laughs> and we have no evidence of that, but. It's <laughs> yeah, possible. just the size of his head. <laughs> I mean, where you might be able to get McCutcheon this year, I think he had um, like a revitalized season last year. Uh, he actually finished just inside the top ten in outfielders, which mm-hmm. is which is incredible. So uh, I'm gonna lean on the side of they both have like not career years, but better years playing together. I think the Giants are too well of a, of a coach team to to struggle again like they did last year. Yeah, I mean he's potentially the best top three best managers in baseball he'll know he gets the best out of his players so i mean i really see no reason why they won't have good years but it's more the fact that you can't take their trades into effect when when deciding where to draft them because i honestly don't think it's going to affect them too much i think they are the players who they are they they, you know, they traded for the types of players they are uh last one for trades is 
I think a sneaky uh, one is, is D. Gordon to the Mariners. Uh, D. Gordon has put up 50-plus stolen bases in th- two of the last three years. I mean, and the only reason he didn't put up... Oh, no, three of the last four years, actually, my mistake. He's put up 50-plus stolen bases in three of the past four years. And the only reason he didn't put it up in the one year uh, back in 16 was he only played in 79 games. So he is a running machine. He also has batted 300 in two of the last three years. So for a team that has some pretty decent offensive weapons in Cano and Cruz and Segura, I think this is a great one. He's going to be at the top of the lineup. He's going to be getting on base. He has a you know pretty good on-base percentage. He's you know ba- His on-base percentage is usually varies from about 330 to about 350. So he's going to get on base. He's going to steal some bases. And I think this could be a sneaky one, especially if you're in a category league where you really need stolen bases in that third, fourth round. I like what he does for you for those two categories. I could see him getting over 70 stolen bases if he stays healthy. Yeah. A lot of runs, too. Ton of runs. Definitely a lot of runs. With oh, that, yeah, exactly. With that freaking lineup, like you said, with right. Nelly. And he's, hitting at the top, yeah, he's hitting at the top of that lineup. I mean, he, he has the chance to, to get on base. He has a chance to steal bases, score runs higher than he ever could have with Miami or the Dodgers back in the day. So I, I really think this is a good place for him. 114 last year, but mind you, yeah. like you said, Ozuna had his career year last year. Yelich was solid. Giancarlo was, I mean, hitting a home run every other at bat. <laughs> yeah, so, so he had a good offense last year for sure. But in total, the team wasn't that great. Exactly. Good luck. Good luck, Don Mattingly. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, my God. Sorry. If he wins 50 games this year, he's he's going to be lucky. Oh, ton of prospects, but they're they're going to struggle this year. But even the prospects, I'm not sure. I'm really like the mm. the, the Brins, Lewis Brinson was the biggest one in the in the trade for for Yelich. For Yelich, I yeah. I still don't like that one because I don't think. I mean, I would have went after Broxton. If I'd any, like, if I like Lewis Brinson better, but I mean they're both kind of a little shaky right now. They're still young, but true. Uh, last thing, last thing we will talk about is the free agent class. This year wasn't as deep, but it had some pretty good you know stud players especially from a fantasy perspective. None more important, sorry to say, guys, than J.D. Martinez signing on with the Red Sox. I think this was the biggest one of the offseason. It also took way longer than it needed to. Uh, signed too long. $110 million contract. It was that extra $10 million that put him over the top. I mean, but it's... You look at it's funny because you hear him and you're like, oh, he's a good player, you know, but you actually look at his stats and he is... It, he had a ridiculous year last year, like between... What, between Detroit and Arizona? Mm-hmm. He hit, what, 40, I believe 45 home runs and, like, over RBIs. So, but the thing that gets forgotten about him is they focus so much on the RBIs and so much on the home runs. He hits a 300 average. Exactly. But, I was going to say, he, he's very close. <laughs> That's why he got paid, and he should he, have. He, he's not the greatest fielder, so he's going to be the DH. And what that means for players like Hanley or players like Mitch Moreland is to be seen but for the most part i think it's the biggest hanley stinks he's on his way down (laughs) (laughs) uh next one you darvish to the cubs i think this is a pretty big one too a team that needs starting pitching behind you know lester quintana um and kyle hendricks i think this is a very good signing agreed yeah i think this is very good is going so yeah well i mean eh, well we'll talk about him Lorenzo Cain joining Christian Christian Yelich in Milwaukee. This has potential to be a lethal lineup. Lorenzo Cain gets on base, he hits for average, yes. and he steals bases. And then you still got Ryan Braun too. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's a dynamic lineup now with these new pieces. Mm-hmm. Well, Broxton, Santana, they still have too, right? Well, Broxton, Broxton they don't know. Broxton's he... gonna get Broxton's gonna get completely, you know, just demoted. Exactly. Domingo Santana, Santana is be fighting. 
Well, well they, got, they got Hernan Perez, right? I mean, they Hernan... also have Eric Thames. Exactly. Well, to I Eric, mean, so... Eric Thames, I mean, what? He he plays first, though, right? Yeah. Now, Ryan Vaughn's going to play first. Really? There's a, yeah. So Because they want Santana in the lineup, too. So Santana's going to play right. Ryan Braun will play first. Where does that put... Th- that's... It's a, a good great, problem to have. Right, exactly. It's a good problem, problem yeah. Milwaukee. It's a terrible problem to have for fantasy owners. True. Because between True. Braun, Santana, Thames, I mean, you can add in players like even like Travis Shaw, who might see time at first, might see time at third. Probably it's, third for him, though. Yeah, but it's it's still a, it's an interesting dynamic to watch. So you know Kane and Yelich are going to be playing at least every Of course. Day. You don't that sign is, them to put them on the bench, story. yeah. Uh, Wade Davis signing a pretty big contract to be the closer out in Colorado. Uh, he's going to be a top 10 uh, relief pitching option this season, as he should be, for a very, very good offense who's going to get him a ton of saves. Mm-hmm. Surprising signing, actually, with with the fact that Holland led the National League in four, with 41 saves last year. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not surprised because Holland got greedy. So. Tr- yeah, and he also kind of, tr- like, towards the end of the season, he kind of trickled down. Oh, he was, he was struggling at the end of the year. His arm was about to fall yeah. off. Yeah, but, I mean, they were using him a lot. So, literally every chance so I got. <laughs> next one, next closer, which to me is one of the more interesting ones, is Brandon Morrow to the Cubs. Who's not even a closer? Brandon Morrow has been a setup man for the Dodgers, but he throws yeah. gas. I mean, he throws absolutely through the catcher's mitt. So uh, this one's interesting because when you look at most rankings, they actually have him outside the top 12 for most relief pitcher rankings, but I don't see it that way. I, I think he's going to hold down that role for most of Definitely. not all of the season, and he has potential to top 35-plus saves this year. There's no reason why he should be taken out of that role, unless he either gets hurt or completely... Close, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, um, that's a very, that was a very good signing for them. Well, because he had the potential when he was in Toronto, even, and then I think, yeah. what, the Padres had him for a couple of years on a... Yeah, low, low hurt, money right? deal, and he think. kept getting hurt. He was—he's been hurt yeah. his entire career, essentially. So, if he can stay healthy, I mean, this limits the strain on his arm, right? Just go out there and throw as hard as you can for one inning. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Just put it all Do in it. one inning every every other day, and yeah. you're fine. So, I see upside as well. The Cubs are still going to be a top top five team for the next ten years. So, uh, n- exactly. next one, next one, Eric Hosmer. Not a fan of this deal. I mean, I think he just wanted to finish his career potentially in. San Diego, because who wouldn't want to live in San Diego, honestly? Gorgeous. But at the same time, you're going to a team that isn't ready to win for at least two more years. They have a fantastic They have farm a good, system. very good young team, Absolutely. yes. Very good they young team. They have a great farm system. However, they do not have a good team at the moment. So he is going to a park that's basically very similar to where he was playing in Kansas City and Kauffman Stadium. Not exactly the most hitter-friendly, but not it doesn't hurt him in any way. But he'll be fine. I just don't think he has the lineup around him to support him. He had a career year. He was at his peak last year, and I don't think he's going to come any higher than that. Honestly, I think he'll be around it, maybe a little less. I mean, I looked at his I looked at his stats the past three seasons. He's averaged 600 at bats the last three seasons, he's, and then two seasons before that, he was at like 633. The it, unreal. Yeah, it's, the guy just doesn't. He he loves. I mean, he loves to play the game. He does. Hey, that's why you and play. Like you said, I mean, he's not too old either, and he's not too young. You know, he's like right in between. So he's at the prime of his career. He is. Give it, give it a couple of years, and I can see the Padres actually making because they got a good, they got a good closer. They just need to add some pitchers. These young guys need more experience, and the Padres could be a force to reckon with in the National League. Yeah, it's definitely not a signing for for this year, which is why I thought it was it's kind of weird because they're not ready to contend. But I guess you you still need you still, you still need all stars in your lineup to bring people to the stadium. 
Right. Yeah, um, and it's and I don't. I, the truth is, I'm not sure he's going to be an all star with them, but he's he's going to be his consistent self. So, and the last uh, the last one we'll talk about from free agent class who has signed already is Jay Bruce to the Mets. Had a very good year last year for the most part. Next. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> he had a very good year. Don't put him on here. <laughs> hey, shut up. You get your Stanton, I get my Bruce. Oh, so my God. He had a 30, that is a great signing. 30 home run season for them. He yeah. hits 260. I mean, he does strike out a lot, but he, he gets you his home runs. He's going to get you the RBIs. The Mets are going to be a decent team in the NL East. I just I think it's a good signing for the Mets, personally, at the price they got him at. Anyway, mm-hmm. so last part we'll talk about is the waiting. The waiting game for these last one, two, three, four, five, six players that are the most important ones to still have not signed. Um, to me, the most important one is Mike Moustakis, still in the prime of his career, hitting a career uh, number of home runs last year for the Kansas City Royals, and yet he still does not have a team. Um, I, I mean, I think, I know you guys will disagree with me on this one. I am a huge supporter of Moustakis to the New York Yankees. Oh, we'll get out I, of here. I think it makes the most sense. I, I, I do. If the price is right and they don't have to, you know, spend too much on him, I mean, the guy would look good in pinstripes in that lineup. Yeah. But I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't see, I don't see them spending the money. I think it makes the most sense because he's a lefty in Yankee Stadium. He hits home runs. He plays, and he plays third base, which we kind of yeah, need right yeah. now. So I just. I think it makes sense. But I know the Yankees want to play. Uh, you know, their third baseman from within. Well, we just picked up Drury in a trade. I know, but he's yeah. he's only twenty five. He could he's a super utility blue collar guy, a la Scott Brocious potentially. Um, and we have Andijar in the wings to Reyes, who had a career year, still very young, and then Glaber Torres, the top prospect in baseball, waiting in the wings. So there's there's a ton of potential at third base. I'd rather not spend any money and use what we have. Isn't Glaber going to play second? He can play anywhere. He's been practicing. He can play I think second, short, play second, or. Dude. Anyway. He'll probably play second. He's going to play second. Uh, another big one is Jake Arrieta, a guy who had an unbelievable year a few seasons back, won the Cy Young, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he did. Yeah, and but has stunk. not been the same pitcher since. <laughs> I think he is another one asking for entirely too much money. Uh, Go to Philly. I think the most sense is, yeah, is either Philly or, <laughs> honestly, now with Stroman uh, potentially being hurt in Toronto, I think that... Um, Toronto could be good. I think it's maybe. a very good um, landing spot for him in Toronto. If he wants, I mean, if going to Philly. Yeah. Uh, um, so a few other guys, Carlos Gonzalez, a guy who's potentially, you know, is a 35 plus home run guy. He, he's kind of, you know, he's, he's a declining health guy, but he still has the capabilities of putting up big numbers. To me, he makes the most sense in an AL team. If he's not going back to Colorado because he can play that DH role, maybe in Baltimore, for example. Um, I just, I think he, I think he has the capabilities still to put up decent numbers, but They'd have to assign him to a pretty, you know, a, a modest contract. The White Sox, I yeah, would see, could be another, a potential yeah. team. White Sox, another good one. You know, White Sox helping Abreu in that freaking horrid lineup. Well, it's another, right another farm system that's going to potentially make that team very, very good in the next few years. But hope, I mean, hopefully. But I think, I think the White Sox could actually be a really good one. And then interesting, I saw the Astros. If they end up getting him and putting him at DH, I'm. Uh, he basically fills the Carlos Beltran role, <laughs> but better. So, but better, yeah. exactly. Because um, so, you won't even have to put him in outfield. He could just literally yeah, DH. DH him, whatever. I mean, they already have McCann and Gaddis who could play DH. Gaddis, well, exactly. So. They're just flip-flopping, yeah. Um, Lance Lynn, another guy I think is probably my favorite out of all the players left because I think he's still young. He's got a great arm. Pitched well in uh, St. Louis the last few years. I think he needs to sign on with the team very soon because it's – Spring training for pitchers working with catchers is not really the best 
you know, it's it's not good to go this late into spring training. So um, I think he's he's asking way too much. He is apparently. I mean, Twins. They're saying the Twins possibly could look at him. I, who who knows? Uh, I mean, he's my favorite point. player left. I think him and Alex Cobb um, are both you know the serviceable two three. To you know, number two, number three starting pitcher who can get you innings and could potentially get you wins on a you know on a good team. All right, wow, we covered a ton of information in the past in the last what thirty minutes. Um, we we have so much more content to provide you with over the next few weeks. It's going to get crazy. We're we're going to talk values and reaches. We're going to talk busts and steals. We're going to get into proc, uh, prospects and taxi squads. We're going to get into everything you could possibly imagine. We're going to throw a mock draft here and there. Rankings will be coming soon, both through the episodes and on our website. So on behalf of my two wonderful cousins, this is the Fantasy Fam signing off.